0: Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to make sure that you are subscribed to the No Hire Calling email. Um, if you are not getting that, then you can subscribe on my website, which is nohirecalling.org. If you scroll down to the bottom of the main page, there will be a place where you can enter your email address. Um, but I'm trying to really be better about managing the email side of things this year. Um, so I'm not committed to like every once a week or every two weeks usually I shoot for about every two weeks, but I'm not going to hold myself to that. Um, The NHC email will come out and this is going to have a variety of things. I try to share some of my favorite resources, uh, what I'm loving in my home and for myself, for my children, a favorite recipe. um, a book that I'm really loving. Um, I also just share some real time, real life, just Happenings, what we're going through, what we're dealing with, what we're trusting God for, um, you just get that's probably the most like real time update that you could get on our family. Um, then we just share some podcast stuff, some stuff from the podcast archives, and then it's just really a recap of all the many facets of NHC all combined into one. So you'll find uh, what's on the YouTube channel, what's new on the blog, um, any new products, any new news. Um, it's all just kind of there in one spot. Um, I know I'm really trying to be better about phone boundaries and social media this year, Um, but that can be hard if you have somebody that you really love following and you don't want to miss their stuff and you feel that pressure like, oh, if I don't see this story, then how am I going to know about whatever? Um, And so I just from my own brain power and then for really for my audience, I've just tried to combine everything that's going on and one consolidated email, it keeps me organized and I think it's helpful for you. I actually had a lady reach out a few months ago and say that she too was trying to pull back from social media. And so she appreciated the email so much because she did not have FOMO uh, when it came to no higher calling. She was still getting all the news and everything without feeling like she had to be tied to social media. Um, So if you're not subscribed to that, jump over, subscribe. I plan to be doing some email-exclusive discount codes throughout the year, several different things. Um, Usually the email audience is the first to know about things as I try to announce on there first. So anyway, just go over to nohighercalling.org and make sure that you are subscribed to the emails. Okay, without further ado, we are going to jump into today's topic, which is kind of like a devotional type slash challenge for motherhood, wife, homemaker, all of that. Um, but this has been something that, oh, goodness, it has been brewing in my heart for a long time, really, for years, as Simeon and I have really worked to lay some foundations in our home and in our family. And you've heard bits and pieces of that all throughout the throughout the podcast, really, um, on just kind of how our intentionality has developed over the past couple of years, how we've become more visionary in a lot of things, how we've definitely come to have a greater understanding of our purpose as as a couple, as parents, as a family, um, and how God has just really coincided some of that awareness with our sanctification journey. And Um, So the idea of approving things that are excellent has really been an undercurrent that has been going in our home for quite some time now. Um, Honestly, that has influenced a lot of things, a lot of where we are at in our home, a lot of the choices that we make, a lot of the heart that you hear behind the podcast is rooted in this thought. Um, But it's just been kind of marinating in my own heart, I guess, as, as I have meditated on some scripture. And as I have watched God play this out in my life, I am far from having arrived, um, but I have seen fruit from really just turning this area of my life over to the Lord and asking Him um, to make His beauty shine upon me, upon my life, and upon my family. And so we're going to talk about this little phrase, approving things that are excellent. This comes from Philippians 1 verse 10. It says that ye may approve things that are excellent. Simeon and I dived into this a little bit more in our family culture episode, but I really just want to make this very Bible study, very practical. Take this phrase. We're going to dive in. What does this mean? What do these words mean? And then I'm just going to give a brief challenge. This is how God's applied it to my life. Um, let's let him apply it to all of our lives. So in Philippians 1.10, it says here that you may approve things that are excellent. What does it mean to approve? It means to test, to examine, to prove, to scrutinize, to see whether a thing is genuine or not. Um, Sometimes they would do this with medals. They would take a medal and they would test it, examine it, prove it, scrutinize. They wanted to see, is it genuine? They do this a lot with uh, precious gemstones as well, testing it, examining them. Um, So this verse says that ye may approve your testing, examining, um, to recognize it as genuine after examination, um, to deem worthy. Things that are excellent, we're gonna get into those things in just a minute. But this is is this approving requires something of you. So to recognize something as genuine after examination means you have to examine it. You have to do the work of looking, of testing, of proving, of scrutinizing. So you're taking a thing, something again. Like I said, we're about to dive into the thing. Um, but you're taking that. And you're really spending some time in putting your discernment, your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding into that thing to determine is this excellent? Okay, so that's to prove. Let's go on things that are excellent. So, these things, there's a variety of things. I mean, goodness, all throughout life, you, you encounter things, you encounter emotions, thoughts, ideals, um, on a very physical sense, you know, and just in motherhood, I I think of this verse often when I come to the idea of being a gatekeeper, you know, as I am approving things that are excellent, I'm going to be scrutinizing and testing and examining, um, music, friendships, uh, entertainment choices, all of these different, so we have such a, broad variety of things. I mean, you could just name it and it can pretty much be put in here. And then that are excellent. When we're talking about something that is excellent, this is, this is, um, good things that differ. So we're distinguishing here between good and evil, lawful and unlawful. We're proving things that excel, that differ from something else. So this excellent, the idea of this is really setting, setting it apart Um, It is something different. It does have a differentiation. It does have a, a distinction from other things. And not only does it set itself apart, it excels, it surpasses, hence the word excellent. So as we are approving, as we as wives, as mothers, as homemakers are approving these things that are excellent, we are taking the time to examine a thing to test it, to prove it, to scrutinize, to see if it's true or if it's not true. In this case, we are saying, does it line up with the truth of God's word or does it oppose it? We are proving those things, again, insert whatever, that are excellent, things that differ themselves from other things because they are set apart in a way that they excel, they surpass, they are distinguished from. So to approve things that are excellent, this requires a discerning mind. We have to discern its difference from other things. And where do we get a discerning mind? Where do we get the discernment from that is required to deem things as truly excellent or not? And that comes from an understanding of God's word, from a daily washing our minds with God's word because, you know, the Bible talks about when you get saved, you have this new man and this old man. We have the new man, the Holy Spirit, the regenerated man, the saved, the justified man, the man who wants to do right. And then we still have this carnal, fleshly, worldly, um, sin nature ridden man. And so if we are not discerning through the Holy Spirit's power, if we're trying to discern in our own power, that's the old man, that is the carnal, that is the fleshly. That's where we're going to say, well, this appeals to my flesh. This appeals to my emotion. This appeals to my feeling. Whereas we should be discerning everything through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the lens of God's word, comparing it. Is this truth? Does this abide in truth? Is this thing truly excellent? Um, our pastor in the States, he's since went to heaven, but Pastor Clarence Sexton always said, choosing the high road is not choosing between the good and the bad, but the good and the best. And I want the high road for my family. I want the high road for my life. I want it for my husband, for our marriage. I want it for my children today. And I want it for my children two or three decades from now when they're raising my grandchildren. I want our legacy to be one of taking the high road. So if I want that, that does not mean that I can merely make choices between, oh, this is good and this is bad. I have to make the choice between this is good and this is best. And do you know what? Sometimes the easier choice is the good and the bad choice. Sometimes it's easy to say, okay, well, this is black and this is white. Yes to this, no to that. But it requires more of that discernment, the discernment that is gleaned from laboriously digging into God's word, meditating on it, and letting it transform your mind to be like Christ's mind. It takes that work, that effort to be able to discern between the gray and the white to say, okay, this is good, but this is excellent. And I am going to choose the excellent. Um, Sally Clarkson, I, I love her. She has so much wisdom, but she quoted, she, this is a quote from her. She said, if I wanted the souls of my children to be rich, then my soul needed to be rich because it was my soul. They would draw from whatever I mind with, Whatever I learned and embraced flowed into the well of knowledge and refreshment I would draw from and pass on to them daily as I lived my moments in their presence. Wow, that is so loaded, um, so good, but also so convicting. Our hearts are like deep wells, and we invest things into that. We invest bad things, good things, excellent things. Um, It can, it varies. But we are investing. We are always pouring in to the wells of our hearts, the wells of our lives, something. But whatever you have in there is what you then draw from as you live life, as you serve others, as you minister in your home, as you teach your children, as you love your husband. Whatever you have invested on the inside is what will come out. And as that comes out, that is then flowing over into the lives of the ones that you impact. And that is such a challenging thought as I stop and think to myself, what am I filling myself up with? What am I putting into my life? Is it excellent things? Is it good things? Is it bad things? Um, And then what impact is that overflow having on the lives of others? We all have a sphere of influence and everyone's sphere of influence is going to be different. You are not going to influence Simeon Brazel and Eden, Knox, Ivy, Willow, and Flora. You are not going to influence the audience of the No Higher Calling podcast. Um, you may come on for an interview one day. I've had several ladies join me for interviews and you might have that kind of influence, but the majority of the people listening to this episode are not going to have that. But on the flip side, I am not going to influence your husband. I'm not going to influence your children. I'm not going to influence your best friend. I'm not going to influence your Sunday school class. God gives each of us a unique sphere of influence. And that is a part of our stewardship we've talked before on the podcast stewardship is so much more than money you have a responsibility to steward the relationships that god has put in your life in a way that brings him glory that brings him honor you want to steward those things well and it's amazing that in a day and age like today you know our our influence has an even broader reach because of technology because of social media because of instant access through you know chats and emails and all of these things our influence is so exponentially broadened um and we want to make sure that you know with with more outreach with more um impact comes more responsibility we have to make sure that we are putting into ourselves these excellent things. And I loved what Sally said here, that it starts with us, with the heart of mama. Because as a mama, I definitely can say, yes, I want excellent things for my family. I want excellent things for my children. I want them to grow up and be defined by these character traits and to love these things and reject these things and say no to these types of things. But all of that starts with me. If I am not being a discerning one, if I'm not modeling that for them, if I am not differentiating between that good and bad, taking it a step further and going between the good and the excellent, then they will not learn to do that for themselves. And they will often model what we do. And that that is such a weighty responsibility, but God gives it to us. Therefore, he must believe that through the power of the Holy Spirit, this is something that we can do, that we can be victorious in. And so really, I'm honing this in. The trickle-down effect is so impactful. As we ask, are we approving things that are excellent in our home, as gatekeepers, as wives, as moms, as grandmothers, as we're laying foundations of a future legacy? Yes, we need to approve things that are excellent. But let's really rein this in close to the heart, close to home. And that's often where it tends to get uncomfortable because it's convicting, but it should be. That's the purpose of the word of God is to have that mirror. You know, we're not shining the mirror in a way that reflects all of those around us. No, we're looking in the mirror to see ourselves, to see where do I need washed? Where do I need changed? Where do I need conformed into the image of Christ? And this is an area that no matter how much ground you have gained, I think there is always still to go further. Yes, I will say that in my life personally and in the trickle-down effect that my influence has, I have seen fruit from seeking to approve things that are excellent. This has been something that I have been working at in my own personal life, weeding out things that do not belong, that do not bring glory to Christ, that are just outright defined as bad, whether that be in the movies that I choose to watch or the TV shows that I give hours and hours of my time to or the things that I choose to read or you know just those are a few examples when it comes to entertainment but just taking those out of my life but then taking that a step further again to the good and and the excellent am I putting the time in there am I putting the discernment in there But in trying to really work on this, I have seen growth, but there is always still more growth to be had. There is still more as I'm growing in that discernment. You know, we don't ever reach a pinnacle of this discernment because we are not perfect people. We're always going to have that old man seeking to get domination over the new man, seeking to sit on the throne of our heart. That's why God says, cast down imaginations and every vain thing that exalted itself above the knowledge of Christ. The new man is the one that speaks truth. It's the old man that comes up with Satan's lies and is seeking, like I said, to get on the throne of our hearts. It's gonna be that battle until we are in heaven. The new man is the only man that we have to deal with. The old man has been put to death. Praise the Lord for that one day, someday. Um, But we will not hit that day on earth. That means we are forever walking this sanctification road as we walk out our lives on this earth. And as we grow in sanctification, we grow in discernment. And as we grow in discernment, we can grow in this area of approving things that are excellent. So like I said, ladies, wherever you fall on this, um, you know, ask the Lord, how can I be better about this in my own life? How can I be better in stewarding the influence that you give me and letting the excellent things come forth? I'm reminded of the quote, and I don't have it before me, so I can't quote it exactly, but Amy Carmichael says something to the effect that a cup brimful of sweet water is not going to spill out bitter water no matter How suddenly jolted. And as a mom of five little kids, that one is like a knife to the heart every time I hear it. Because how many times does bitter water come out of my cup? And how many times am I reminded and hit with the realization? That that means I did not have sweet water in my heart to start with. Well, that's where this approving things that are excellent comes. That cup, that well that we draw from in which to serve and minister and love, but also that spills over into others. Are those excellent things? Are those impactful things for Christ, for the gospel, for eternity's sake? Elizabeth Elliott says, The process of shaping the child shapes also the mother herself. Reverence for her sacred burden calls her to all that is pure and good that she may teach primarily by her own humble daily example. I need to post that somewhere. I need to write that and put that up on my mirror, on my wall, or something. That is so good. You know, like I said earlier, I'm so invested into the, the shaping of these children, but it's shaping me. God is using my children to teach me, to instruct me. To make me see my need for him, to make me see the depths of the depravity of my own sin, to make me see that I have not arrived. I still have so much growing to do. And having a reverence for the sacred burden calls her to all that is pure and good. Pure and good hearkens to these excellent things, these things that have been approved as genuine, as worthy, that she may teach primarily by her own humble. Daily example. You know, our words are important. And then James talks about the importance of our tongue and how we use it. Again, another thing that we're to steward wisely and with discernment. But if our life is not backing up what our tongue is saying, What's the point of our words? Our children, our husbands see that more than anyone. And we don't want to be a hypocrite in front of the ones that we love. We don't want to be a hypocrite, period. But definitely to those ones that we are influencing, our words need to come out of this well of excellent things. So what things are excellent? And, you know, that's a question that I think everybody has to come to with God, with their Bible, with their husband. What things do we deem as excellent? Take a look at your life. Take a look at the choices that you are making, the things that are entering your home, the ways you spend your time and ask, are these excellent things? Are these good ways to spend our time? I feel like we always kind of come back to this hobby horse. But that's one, really the main reason why we have chosen for TV and and video entertainment to take such a back seat in our home, really, in this season, is we just came to the point that it, you know, obviously there was definitely good and bad to discern from, but then there was some good that was good, but it wasn't excellent. And we really needed to put a different priority. God led us to that. God might not lead every family to do that, but that's where He led us, and that's why. And I think it's a good thing opportunity to just look at your home, look at your family, look at your routines, look at your schedules, look at the things you spend your time doing and ask, are these things excellent? Am I spending my time in an excellent way? Am I giving my influence in an excellent way? And then asking yourself, how am I promoting excellence in my home? How am I then, okay, hopefully we are investing, approving excellent things in our own heart and life. What does that look like? That looks like spending time in God's word. That looks like, you know, reading good books, wholesome books. Um, you know, I have been so encouraged in my own life and in my personal growth and in my walk with the Lord by reading things that help me in my sanctification walk, things that are excellent. And do I have to insert my discernment sometimes? Yes, I do. Often, almost every book I read. Because you know what? There's no other Brittany Brazel out there. Um, Nobody's going to agree with every single thing that I agree with. Sometimes my husband doesn't even agree with everything I, I think or say and do. And part of that is the the truth, that I am still on this sanctification journey. And I hope that a year, five years, 10 years, 50 years from now, maybe not 50. Well, I guess I might still possibly be alive in 50 years. Um, hopefully, maybe I won't agree with my 31-year-old Brittany self. Um, but, you know, using that discernment, obviously, if it just falls in the category of bad, of junk, of of false theology and false ideology, then no, it has no place. But sometimes in, in that excellent, you do have to use discernment. You know, there might be some things, you know, I've quoted Sally Clarkson. There are some things that I love about her and God has used her in my life. But there are other things I don't agree with fully. Insert discernment. You know, Elizabeth Elliot, insert discernment. Every person, we're all fallen human beings. We all have our own strengths and weaknesses. Um, but that's where the discernment comes in. And I can't discern for you. Um, that's something that you have to do on, on your own and you have to come to God's word willing again to put in that work to grow in this area. Um, but how am I promoting the excellence in my home? If I've invested in myself, how in, am I then letting that spill over into the lives of others? How am I promoting excellence in, in my marriage, in my relationship with my husband? You know, there are things that we, we could do. We could spend our time on conversations um, and we try to bring the excellent into that. Um, in my home and the nurturing of my children and the cultivating of my home, um, how am I bringing excellent into that? I did an, atmo- or an episode here a while back on the atmosphere and the tone of home where I talk about that. I'll link that down in the comments, some, in specifically in regards to the home. Um, and then you can ask, how does our family culture promote what we deem as excellent? Again, I reference this. I will link this one down as well. Um, Sim and I did a whole episode on family culture, and what is the path that your family is is headed on? What is your trajectory? Where do you want to be? What is the legacy that you're seeking to, to leave behind for your children, for your grandchildren, for future generations. How do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to? How do you know how to spend your money? How do you know how to spend your time? How do you know, um, you know, what you want to make up as the core identity of your family? And it should all be rooted back in this idea of approving things that are excellent. How does our family culture promote what we deem excellent? I'm not going to redo that whole podcast episode that we did you know but we talked about good literature I'm um, getting out in nature seeing God so evidently on display through the nature through the creation that he has just surrounded us with um those are some things that are very central to our family culture and uh, we have deemed them as excellent as we have really weighed them on that balance but this episode was really just, something that the Lord has been using in my heart, a thought over the past couple of years that he's just been kind of weaving into the fabric of, of our home, of our family life, of everything to seek to approve things that are excellent. And again, at that, that starts in your own heart, in my own heart. Am I investing? Am I giving myself to those excellent things? I know I've mentioned before on the podcast when we come to this topic, that doesn't mean that you can't go and enjoy the amusement park or, you know, just play the board game or, um, you know, watch the movie without feeling like, oh, I'm not choosing the most excellent thing. I should be out, you know, reading my Bible or something. Um, We can enjoy life. God has called us to live life and live it abundantly. And He's created fun and laughter and joy. And we can do things just because we have fun or we can do things just because we want to relax and chill and just do nothing. Um, But that that overarching choice, what are we putting into our lives? What are we putting into our hearts? What are we putting into our homes? May it be those things that are excellent. You know, we have a blast out on our family hikes and out enjoying nature. We enjoy reading good books together. It's not like it's like, oh, we have to go choose the excellent thing again. No, it's something that we really do love. Um, so you can find excellent things that just hit your family's nerve, whatever it is that you just enjoy. I probably shouldn't have said hit a nerve. Usually that's in a negative way. And I just use it in a positive, but you know what I mean? You can find things that you enjoy, that are excellent, that bring you joy. And you know, something that I'm finding is the more that I'm weeding out that less than, the the bad, and even some of the good, the more my heart craves the excellent. You know, the Bible tells us about as the the deer panteth for the water— Um, so my soul longeth after thee, the more that you give yourself to Christ, the more you desire him, the more you want him, the more that you're giving yourself to these excellent things. And you know, why is something excellent in the first place? Why are we surrounded? Why do we have even the choice of choosing things that are beautiful and good and wholesome? It's because of Christ. The only reason that there is any beauty, any goodness is all because of him. So when we're choosing that excellent thing, we are choosing something that reflects a part of his nature. And the more that we do that, the more that we crave that, and the more that we desire that, and the more that we find fulfillment from that. So this episode was just to challenge your heart to do the work of the approving. Those things that are excellent fill your heart Fill your life, fill your home with things that are excellent and then let that overflow into your sphere of influence that God has given you. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at No nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to follow more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.